Welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And I just came back from Disneyland. Do you want to talk about it, George? Maybe in a minute. Okay. I'll give you how about 18 seconds, because that's probably the length of the song intro. Oh, okay. That gives me time to prepare. Exactly. Starting now. Hey, George, remember 18 seconds ago when I told you that I went to Disneyland last week? What? Huh? You don't, you don't remember when I told you I went to Disneyland last week? Oh, sorry. I was looking on Facebook. Oh. Well, if you were looking on Facebook, you probably saw all those wonderful photos I've been posting. Right? And the BFF videos? Yeah, all those, all the live broadcasts. Actually, I didn't do as many live broadcasts this time as we did in Walt Disney World, mostly because there was a, a severe lack of Wi-Fi in the Disneyland parks, and it eats my battery otherwise. Interesting. Not as much Wi-Fi out there, so I wonder if they're not rolling out My Magic Plus something out there. Uh, I, I hope they have Wi-Fi soon, because it's. I would appreciate that. But other than that, I mean, the trip was was pretty awesome, and I don't want to rub it in or anything. But I had a really good time, and Disneyland Resort was winning my heart over Walt Disney World. Well, it's not. It wasn't your first trip to Disneyland. No, no. But I, you know, th this experience for whatever reason opened up my eyes to a lot more things, and I was able to experience things in a different way, in a different light that I have not experienced them before, especially at Walt Disney World. Um, you know, that first night we arrived. Actually, let me throw out a disclaimer right off the bat. I traveled there to help promote It's Kind of a Cute Story, and I traveled with my fiance Martina, uh -huh. and also my publisher, and uh, sometimes known as the, the Disney Antichrist Leonard Kinsey, and <laughs> uh, his wife Pentacus. So, before anyone asks, we did not do anything dark side of Disney, we didn't do anything terrible, we were there on business, and it was totally legit. It was too legit to quit. Hey, hey! Basically. Yeah, pretty much. No MC Hammer, though, unfortunately. You know, Actually, the pants would have been awesome to wear those in the park. I would have loved to wear those pants in the park. That would have been great. But anyway, so anyway. out of Disneyland. Yes. Actually a business trip. Yes, yes. The first half was us hanging out in the parks, and the second half was mostly business. Um, That first night we got there, we landed in the afternoon, so we went to California Adventure. And let me just tell you how awesome Cars Land was. Um... If you listened way back to one of our beginning episodes, we had Teresa Corian uh, from Fairy Godmother the Travel when she went to the opening of Cars Land, and she yep. went on Luigi's Flying Tigers. Well, <laughs> were there actually tigers? There were no actual tigers. Oh, there were there were tires though, and you know I I heard some people they were complaining about the ride and how hard it was, but I actually enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Martina and I got the hang of it right away, and we were sliding all over the place. It I saw a video and it seemed like you guys were just going from one end to the other end in almost a straight line. You know, it was hard to really sh show and record the feel of the thing without actually being on it. We were slamming into people left and right and having a great time. Minor note, 
may have made a kid cry because we slammed into his tire. Didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so so Cars Land was pretty cool. I Cars Land was awesome. Um, Radiator Spring Racers, uh, the the animatronics in there of the cars were truly mind blowing. Uh, Garner Holt did a fantastic job on those. Kudos to him. Yeah, but ha- you know the hat tip. Hat tip. This hat tip. That's right. The the thing that I'm excited about, was, though, I think from the geek perspective, is the is Buena Vista Street. You know that what, the last time I was there, that was not Buena Vista Street. It was the original crappy entrance, and most of it was under construction and redoing. So I didn't really get to experience it. But now, when you walk into the park, um, it's like walking into what Disney's Hollywood Studios should be. Oh. Which is kind of it's kind of breathtaking. the The entire entrance of the park, from the turnstile, so the actual Buena Vista Street, you know, the trolley, all that is. It's amazing looking. They did a fantastic, fantastic job with absolutely everything. And, uh, you know, total high five to everybody involved in that project. They did a really, really good job with it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, It made me wish that was was what was done for Hollywood Studios because this was, you know, it was great. It was fantastic. They did a wonderful job. Well, good. That means I've got to book my trip for that. Um, so, okay, so you enjoyed the Disney's California Adventure. Yes. Or no, Disney California Adventure. Disney California that. Adventure, yes. That's yes. the best. Anyway. <laughs> um, the, we didn't go into Disneyland that first day we were there because we wanted to experience it like for the full day. So we, we Martina and I woke up early the next morning. We did Extra Magic Hour at uh, Cars Land. Um, so we got all that stuff out of the way again. And then we ran over to Disneyland for a rope drop when we met up with Leonard and Pentacus and, you know, we experienced Disneyland. It was wonderful. We wandered by ourselves for a couple of hours. And then we met up for lunch with Bob Gurr at the wow. Blue Bayou. At the Blue Bayou, too. At the Blue Bayou. So it was a two for one. Nice. So uh, most of us got to Monte Crisco. Quite yep. delicious. Quite delicious. It was almost like a dessert as opposed to an actual... Uh, meal didn't get to finish it because thought I was gonna die. I was so stuffed. <laughs> Bob Gurr is a delight. Um, we thought we were just—he was just gonna join us for lunch, but he wound up hanging out with us for the rest of the day. Like we spent almost nine hours with Bob Gurr, which was awesome. Um, like, like he was just a regular friend hanging yeah, out with you guys. And it, it was, and it wasn't like you know. Granted, we did ask him Disney questions, too, but we were having conversations with him about all sorts of stuff, which I recorded a .5 episode with him, which we'll release sometime later when we were uh, drinking at Trader Sam's, Um, and it was just about life and stuff in general. He's a really, really interesting guy, and he has a lot of really amazing interests and pursuits outside of Disney that he doesn't really get a chance to talk about, and it was really great to hear him talk passionately about so many things, like uh, photography and filmmaking and you know his philosophies on life he's just a really really amazing guy and we're i was like super psyched that we got to spend the day with him some of the rides we went on with him with he said he hadn't been on since the 60s so i mean it was great wow so he hasn't wow he took the opportunity to ride those rides with you yes in the group it was it was great. Like we we went on Alice in Wonderland, and he was like, "Oh look, those door hinges. You know, those are the same ones I installed in 1967. They haven't changed them. That's good. I guess they're working." You know, he he was so <laughs> so cool. I don't even know how to explain like how cool he was, but it was it was mind blowing. You know, wow. We had, we had drinks with him afterward uh, and some light dinner snacks at Trader Sam's. We spent a good two hours there, and then he came back to 
um, our room at the Disneyland Hotel, and he showed us a short documentary film that he made, and it was it was awesome. It was so cool, and that that was literally so he's just a, the beginning. He's a, he's a real filmmaker. He's a legit filmmaker too. Yeah, it was Dang. pretty cool. That was day two. Like how, okay. how how does that get better from there? So so downhill. Yeah, total downhill there. after that. Obviously. <laughs> um, next day we went down to San Diego to uh, see Roly uh, do a talk for a, a senior group, all four of us. Um, and we spent the day with him and Marie, and that was tons of fun. Also, um, Wednesday we went back into the parks. Um, just because, you know, how how can we not? I mean, we had five-day park hoppers, so we just spent the days going back and forth between both parks, doing pretty much everything we could. And wasn't too crowded, I'm assuming. Dur- during the week, no, actually. It was very light. The, the lines were very, very light. We waited probably 10 minutes maximum for all, all the rides. Um, I was actually very surprised at the amount of executives in suits just walking around the park, um... And, you know, checking things out. That's not something that we usually get at Walt Disney World. But they were out there. They were they were chatting with people. They were, you know, not not just other cast members, but with other, you know, with guests and stuff, too, making sure they're having a good time. And it, it was it was actually really amazing to see that interaction level happen. Well, um, I wonder if that's something that George Calagritis put in when he was president or if that's something... Disneyland execs have always done. I don't or know. Or is this because the new management's coming in? Tell us. People tell us. You know, leave us a comment. Send us an email, uh, the Disneylanders, and let us know if this is a regular occurrence. Yeah, I'd really be curious to know if that's something that has been going on for a long time now. And you know, and if it is, if it has been, th- that's really great. Like, I really mm-hmm. think that that needs to be done at Walt Disney World because it gives it it gives the executives. A feel of what the park is actually like when people are in it and definitely you know they experience it as the people so that was cool um i, I mean w- one of them i we met just because we were walking with bob and you know he stopped bob to say hello you know hey how you doing we you know he bob introduced us to him very nice guy i'm sorry i'm totally blanking on his name but he was super super nice and uh, you know he even saw Pentacus a couple hours later, remembered her when she, she was running to the bathroom and he stopped her to say hello and asked how her day was going and stuff. So, like, you don't <laughs> so, get and that. Then, and, and then she did the pee-pee dance while yeah, she was exactly. like, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. But she didn't want to be rude. So, she didn't want to be rude, it was The entire feel of the parks and, you know, the manager there is completely different. And, you know, it, it was really good to get to experience that with other people so they were able to see that as well. Sure. Um... You know, the rest of the week was a whirlwind, too. You know, we spent a lot of time in the parks and, and everything. Uh, met up with our, our buddy Keith Gluck from the Disney Project. We spent a lot of time with him. Um, we uh, we wandered the parks for hours. Rode pretty much everything at least three, four times. <laughs> um, we had the Rolly signing on Friday night at Barnes & Noble. People were waiting in line two hours before it actually started for wow. us to get there, which was incredible. We sold all these books. Um the the mice age 10th anniversary event uh saturday morning was fantastic as well um the the new disneyland resort park president uh michael uh, Colglazer, he was there mm-hmm. second day on the job came to say hello which i thought was you know he's literally walking into the line of fire coming to this event <laughs> well but, i wonder i wonder if, if dusty sage charged him admission uh well he didn't say the whole time he, oh, he, okay. so he was just there not. in the beginning okay. but gotcha. <laughs> I gave him a lot of credit, and when 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 Dusty was introducing him, you know, and 
I will say when he when he said you know he was the former president of uh, Disney Animal Kingdom, I yelled so loud and clapped my hands, and everybody knew it was me because <laughs> you all knew that I love the Animal Kingdom and it's a full day park. <laughs> okay, I guess you know we'll have to concede it for this trip report. Yes, yes. That's yes. All, that's so all we'll yeah, that was cool. But everybody that I met out there on the West Coast, I came to the event were fantastic. I mean, Floyd Floyd Norman, the uh, um, legendary uh, Disney animator, was there. He he did an interview first with uh, Sam Genoway, and then Roland and I did an interview. And you know, the crowd there was like 160 people there. And they were fantastic. They were really into the interview. A lot of people asked some great questions. And it was it was great to meet these people after the fact, too, when, you know, we had a, a book signing right after. And there was a line. We were supposed to be signing for an hour. We almost signed for, for two and a half. So wow. getting to meet these mice chatters that, and even Communicore Weekly fans that, you know, were coming up to say hello and introducing themselves, it was really, really great to finally meet some of these people face-to-face. Um, especially Colby. You I was going to say, you got to mention are, Colby. Colby, you are such a cool dude. Um, Colby is probably one of our biggest fan, if not the biggest fan. And uh, I'm telling you, that kid is going to be be a big part of Disney someday, whether it's in the community or the company itself, because he was showing Rolly and Floyd some of his... Uh, he makes scale models of attractions, and... They were incredible. They were they were really really incredible. So um, it was really great to meet him too because I know he's been interacting with us uh, for a while, almost since we started the show. So that yeah. was uh, that was really really neat. Um, and and then you know after that we went to Club Thirty Three um, with you know Rolly, Marie, Leonard, uh, Pentakis, and Martina, and it you know it was fantastic. It, it was. Very, very cool. The food was good. I know some people sometimes complain about the food, but, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was delicious. Um, I did a bathroom break, guys. I even posted a picture when I was there of the bathroom. Which is a reason you need to be a fan of Communicore Weekly on Facebook. Yes. Yes, you do. Because I was posting cool stuff all week long. (laughs) Um, And I was deleting it uh, out of spite and anger as soon as you posted it. Oh, because you were angry because I was there? Because I was angry. Listen. (laughs) George, I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry that I got to go there. Next time, you can come with us, and you can also come to Club 33. What more do you want from me? Next time. Uh, Next time. So what do you remember what you ended up getting at Club 33? Um, Was was there a favorite dish that somebody had? Well, I mean, they had the buffet for for, the appetizers at first, but then you order a a main dish as well. And I had the three pasta thing. Mm. And it was was three different types of pasta, just like the name said, go figure. And it was... It was delicious. Um, I loved it. But, you know, the the main highlights of the trip for me, I think, were being able to ride and see some of these attractions with Disney Legends that um, they created. Like, going on the nose cone, riding in the nose cone of the monorail with Bob Gurr. That was awesome. Um, being able to watch Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room with, with Rolly Crump. That was awesome, too. Like, mm-hmm. both of them were very... Very cool experiences, and I will absolutely never forget them because they they really they really meant a lot to me. And you know these are these are things that Disney fans do every day when they're in the parks, and to be able to experience them with the people that were very instrumental in their creation was absolutely uh, unbelievable. And uh, 
I can't wait to do it again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, because everybody could do that, right? Yeah, you've got some more book signings coming up, so we'll be mentioning them in the future. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I also found out that I I do unintentional photo bombs um, <laughs> with with Disney Legends. So it, it, that's your that's your thing now. Apparently, well, again, Keith Gluck of the Disney Project. I when when Rolly and Alice they saw each other at the the Mice Chat cocktail reception Friday night. It was the first mm -hmm. time in years, and you know they they embraced. It was really sweet. And Keith was taking a picture, and then he told me to photo bomb it, which I did. <clears throat> And then, just because of where I was standing after that, I unintentionally photobombed all these other pictures of them together for the rest of the night. So... So you're probably in, like, another 50 pictures. I know for a fact there's at least five other ones that I'm in. <laughs> just hanging out in the background with my drink, looking like an idiot. There's, there's one on the Mice Chat Facebook page, which, you know, Fishbulb took, and mm -hmm. he showed me later on going, Are you serious? You, you did this one too? And I didn't even do it on purpose. So if I'm awesome. in any of your photos, guys, I'm sorry. Well, no, you can print them, mail them to Jeff Heinbuck. He will autograph them and send them back. I will. I will. I'm no, I'll even maybe give you a prize for the best photo bomb if you, you know. Oh, that's great. So if you have a photo bomb picture, send it to us, and I will see which one's the best one is. Because I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Fantastic. But uh, I mean, overall, it was a very whirlwind week. I absolutely loved it. I can't think, um, you know. Dusty and Fishbulb and Rolly and Bob and everybody else. You know, there's so many people that I can name. That, you know, people we've been writing with on my shit for for years now. It was great to finally meet all of them face to face after interacting for so long. And even the fans. Mm -hmm. uh, I love you guys, and it was great to really meet you guys. So I really can't wait to uh, get out to Disneyland again. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> Are you gonna come too this time? You should probably come too. Maybe, maybe. Well, there's some kind of event happening this summer somewhere. Yeah, but that's in San Francisco. I'm talking about in Disneyland. Oh, yeah, but there's like some D event or something like that. D event? D20 something. I don't know what that is. Eh, me neither. I don't know. I've, eh. heard, I've heard rumors about something. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever. Anyway, it was a good trip. So that was fun. I hope I didn't make you jealous. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. Are you I'm sure? Okay. I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. Really? Okay. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna cry about it? You didn't feel any like uh, stabbing pains or anything while you were there, did you? Or like hot foot or anything like that? No. Why was I was I supposed that to? Stupid voodoo doll didn't work. That woman sold me. You know what? You should have bought one from New Orleans Square, where should've. I was at Disneyland. Should have. Maybe it would have worked better. Maybe. And also, I mean, maybe I'm rambling a little bit now, but I just want to mention, but how much cooler some of their versions of the rides are there as opposed to Walt Disney World. Um, again, not my first time going to Disneyland, but man, their version of like yeah. Pirates is way cooler. Peter um, Pan. Peter Pan. Their Neverland, like when you yes. first live in it with the Starfield. Yes. Oh man. Space Mountain is superb. That is just Space Mountain is a sublime. thousand times better. Martina went on Space Mountain and she doesn't do roller coasters because she's a girl, right? Yeah, mostly because she's a girl. Okay. Okay. But she went on and she wow. loved it and she'll do it again. She said. So they have a lot of far superior versions of rides over there. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Nice. So, but yeah, it was great. And I think I'm done making you jealous. I think oh, I think I'm, I'm done now. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. It's do you want Do you want to move on? We should, we should. Okay, we'll move on now. He's a nerd, he's a geek, but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. 
Well, this week's book is going up for the contender for the longest title. We've had Chuck, three already, right? Yes, we've had three. This, this is this is another one. We'll have this massive contest at the end of the year. This one is called Disney's Dreamweavers, the visionaries who helped create Disneyland, Freedomland, the 1964-1965 New York World's Fair, and Walt Disney World, and the ties that bind them. Can, by, can, can you breathe? Breathe yeah, first. Okay. By Chuck Schmidt. Whew. Anyways. So when this book came across my desk, I was pretty excited about it. Um, if you see all four of those parks, for lack of a better term, you know, we'll call all them parks. When you see all those together, you know you're going to get into something special. Any Disney geek knows pretty much everything about, you know, Disneyland and Walt Disney World and the World's Fair. But Freedomland's one of those parks that sort of isn't shrouded with fog or in the mist. Like, like, like gorillas that. in the mist? Like gorillas in the mist. Exactly. Exactly. Well, before I even cracked the spine of the book, I knew that it would focus heavily on a couple of individuals that worked in, on all four of the parks. Of course, it's a very short list. And the big names that come up are Van Arsdale, France, and C.V. Wood. And actually, C.V. Wood only worked at Disneyland and Freedomland, but he also helped start that Six Flags park over in Texas. But that wasn't in this book, anyway. Um, but... C.V. Wood is actually one of the few individuals that Disney has actively removed from their corporate history. And the book talks about this, and it's an interesting story if you haven't heard it before. So the book is actually divided into four major sections uh, chronologically. The first section is on Disneyland, and the final section is on Walt Disney World. They're entertaining, but they don't really offer any new revelatory information. Anyone who has read anything about the Disney parks will be very familiar with everything that Chuck presents. The Freedom Land section, though, by far was the most intriguing and was the largest part of the book. It's obvious that Chuck has a deep love of all the parks and was fortunate to have visited Freedom Land and the World's Fair. He takes us through the development, the construction, and the first years of the fledgling park. He has a really good grasp of the details and the individuals that created the park, and he offers some compelling insight into its demise as well. So anyone that has a really keen interest in Freedomland will enjoy the title. You can see how C.V. Wood was the driving force behind Freedomland, and he used his knowledge and experience from Disneyland to create the park. Chuck's book delves into Wood's work at Disneyland and refers to Wood as one of the designers and builders of the park. And uh, much to the chagrin of Disney, he used this unofficial title as a means to get Freedomland built. And it also gives Disney another reason, sort of as to why they whitewashed Wood from their history. Chuck is a journalist by trade, and he crafts a great read, and he has a fantastic and very enjoyable style. That being said, there are no notes or any other type of bibliography in the book. Chuck explains that a lot of his information has come directly from interviews, but never states when the quotes are being used or, or their source. And I ran into several facts or bits of information that I'd never heard before. Some were interesting, and uh, a few calls and emails to other Disney historians and archivists yielded puzzled responses and uh, you know, scratched heads, so to speak. So, but you know, I, I still really enjoyed the book, but I questioned a lot of the material that was presented. I know a lot about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and the World's Fair, so I could judge the accuracy there. But I wondered about the definitiveness of the word of Freedomland and the information presented. So it was still a book that I enjoyed reading, 
Disney enthusiasts and historians aren't going to find anything new. I would recommend this book for anyone with a passing interest in Freedom Land and anyone that wants to learn more about the connections that the four parks shared. And if you're relatively new to Disney park history, then this is a book that you will really enjoy. And it's called Disney's Dreamweavers by Chuck Schmidt. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. <laughs> so, Jeff, apparently you were at Disneyland last week. Was I? I don't know why I keep thinking that. So did you run into any uh, five-legged goats while you were out there? Uh, thankfully, I didn't run into them because I was actually paying attention to where I was walking as opposed to some of the other people in the park. But um, I did see a good one. I've seen it before, but I think now is a good time to mention it. Um, in the Tarzan's Treehouse, towards the end, when there's the kind of an interactive area where you can play with all sorts of stuff, there is a kettle or a teapot and a cup that uh, you can see. And if you, you really look at them, you can see that it's Mrs. Potts and Chip from Beauty and the Beast, who, coincidentally, they are also in the movie Disney movie Tarzan as well, so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, can't actually use them, though. Kind of kind of disappointed. I wanted a, a cup of tea, but... Oh, were they, this, were they, they uh, secured to the table? They were. They were They were very much secured. I tried. Trust me. Ah, so a five-legged goat, but not... A five-finger discount. No, unfortunately not. But, um, you know, maybe next time. I'll try a little harder. Well, thanks so much for watching and listening to us. Yeah, be sure to rate us and leave us a comment wherever we are. iTunes, YouTube, whatever. Let us know how much you enjoyed the show. Or hated it, but mostly enjoyed. Yes, we like hearing that. Mostly enjoyed. Or, or all enjoyed. Kind of enjoyed? Kind of enjoyed? Yeah. 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 Okay. We're, we'll, we'll take any comments. We yes. Do. So uh, you can always email us, of course, at communicorweekly at gmail.com. And you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. And then you can go back and look at all the pictures and live videos awesome. I posted for my last, the last week of Disneyland. Come on. You know exactly. you want to. Exactly. You can see all the snide comments that people made. Anyway, um, always follow us on Twitter. I'm at Imagine Nerding and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. And I'm George. And I'm Jeff. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. Nachos.